0: Living your story right now in this moment. You know, no two stories are alike. We are all unique. We all have a different lens through which we see the world. We all have something to contribute, to share, to be. That uniqueness takes courage. It's not easy to stand in your truth. It's not easy to let yourself be vulnerable, to be really seen. To be really heard so many of us hide so many of us stay hidden so many of us make the choice to step forward to own who we are to own our stories to share our voice the tide is turning we're moving into a space of deeper vulnerability courage authenticity and love We're moving closer to greater self-love, self-acceptance, honesty, and empowerment. To get there, to get to that space, means we have to authentically share who we are. It means we have to authentically show up as our true selves. The magic is in sharing who you are. The magic is in sharing your story that's where this series comes in. Own your voice. Love yourself. Stay true to your story. Dive deep into your vulnerability. Shine in your authenticity. Once you do, there's no stopping you. Stay honest. Stay brave. Stay true to who you are. Welcome to Seek the Joy podcast, the power of storytelling.
1: Sydney, my name is Amy Rushworth. Thank you so much for having me and letting me submit my story. I'm really excited to talk to you. So a bit about me and what I do now, and then we can backtrack into where my story began and how it led me here. Now I am a certified wellness coach, a transformational life coach, and I am a leading expert in the UK on confidence. So, most women who come to see me come to me to work on their confidence issues and to uh, live a healthier life from the inside out. And I'm really proud that I can take them on that journey. I haven't always been living the life that I live now, and I certainly haven't always been doing this job either. And I think actually, my backstory is what is hugely inspiring for people and really puts me in the position of being a truly authentic, compassionate and knowledgeable coach in this arena. So only four years ago, I was living in Australia. I worked in the fashion industry and I was performing what I can only say was a soulless job. I was also stuck in seriously unhealthy habits. I'd been through a terrible breakup and I really felt broken in every sense of that word. I felt like I was a passenger in my own life. I seemed like I was okay on the outside, but truly on the inside, I was struggling. I may have looked like I had it all together, but I was really sick. I was sick physically and mentally. I was stressed and I was self-destructive and quite secretive about my unhealthy habits. I was constantly on a diet. I used to binge drink to the point of blackout most weeks. I took drugs. I numbed with smoking and spending money and shopping. And I found myself in a lot of toxic relationships, both romantically and friendships, because I had a really uh, severe people-pleasing tendency. I felt like I was drowning and my confidence and my health and my bank balance were all at a rock bottom. And I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone about it because on the outside, things seemed great. I started having panic attacks and really struggling to cope and one time I was driving when I had one of these panic attacks and it was really quite a big wake-up call for me that I needed to seek help. So I found myself in therapy, I was anxious, I was suffering with these panic attacks and what I discovered is that I had been struggling with something called PTSD which is post-traumatic stress disorder. There's a lot of stigma and misconception around PTSD that it is only associated with people who have been through things like war or really, really severe, obvious traumas. However, I've been suffering from this disorder for most of my life without realising. So upon discovering this, I made a conscious decision that I was going to turn my life around and that what was currently going on wasn't working anymore. And I knew that in order to do this, I had to align my actions with my values and the woman that I really wanted to become. It kind of eventuated in this eat, pray, love situation where I took a trip to the United States. I went to Coachella and I felt this new sense of freedom and this real new sense of authentic self-expression, which sometimes happens when you go to festivals or you go on these travel- travels. And um. I came back, and I quit my job, and I decided to move to London and to start fresh and When I moved to London again, I tried to get into the fashion industry, and um, the universe didn't have my back on this, so opportunities kept falling through um, I'd take jobs and then you know things would happen, and then the job would fall through again and I ended up sitting myself down and having a real heart-to-heart light bulb moment with myself and I returned to the values that I had originally begun with and said, and I asked myself, what is true for me? What is authentic for me? And who am I here to serve in this world? And what was I put here to do? And what I discovered was that my actions, again, were being inconsistent with the truth of who I was. I was put here to help people. I was put in this world to coach people and to help people that weren't okay to become okay the same way that I had gone on that journey. And so I started fresh again and I created a vision for my life. And that vision was that I was going to become a coach and work in the wellness industry And I was going to take women on this journey as their guide and their mentor, the type that I never had in my own journey. And I was going to create my life and serve. And it was from that decision that my health turned around completely. My mental health healed. I am running my dream business now. Around the same time, I met my now husband. We got married about a year after we met and I completely changed my friendships and my relationships and now I'm surrounded with the most brilliant connectedness and beautiful women and I have oozing amounts of inner confidence and I know that I can handle anything as a result of the journey that I've been through. What I've learned about myself from sharing my story, I truly believe it has been the sharing that has seen me go on this huge transformation. So one of the things that was very sort of inauthentic about me in my former years was that I was the girl who was always okay. I was always the person that people would come to for advice, even though I beneath it all was really, truly struggling. And I would share with people, but it was from a place of trying to give them wisdom rather than trying to express myself and trying to offer them the authenticity of who I am. And as a former perfectionist, showing weakness and showing vulnerability was a big no-no. Whereas now showing my weaknesses and showing my vulnerability has actually allowed me to build a six-figure business. And it has attracted and cultivated this amazing tribe of women around me who are inspired and admire me for that vulnerability and for that authenticity that I was always afraid of. So it has been through the unblocking of the self-expression and through the authentic sharing that I have actually connected myself to the things that I always wanted. And those were the things that I wanted when I was a perfectionist, but I thought that the perfectionism and the inauthenticity and looking perfect on the outside was going to get me those things, whereas it was actually bearing the truth of who I am that has seen me have this huge success and these huge breakthroughs in every area of my life. My biggest dream is to be a author. So I want to share on a bigger, wider, more amplified level. I want to be able to reach women everywhere. I want to share their stories and share my own. And I'd love to give a TED Talk as well, but I think it is the the books and the written sharing peace that truly inspires me. And so that's definitely a dream that I'm working towards currently and that in my heart, I know is going to happen. And it inspires me because it is just a bigger, better way that I can serve on a bigger level. And my entire story and my entire business and my entire life is completely based upon this desire within me to serve and to serve the highest good of other women and and all. So my biggest dream is to have that book published and have that book be widely distributed and possibly a bestseller, of course. (laughs) I'd love that. And to be able to impact the lives of everyone who reads that and to make their life a little bit better having read those words and having heard those stories So thank you for listening. Thank you very, very, very much. Lots of love. Bye.
2: Here I am. My name is Elisabetta Franzoso. I'm Italian from um, a little town uh, called Vercelli uh, between uh, Torino and Milano. And I am 55 almost 56 in December. And I've lived uh, half of my life uh, in Asia, in Southeast Asia, exactly. Between um, Before it was in Jakarta, in Indonesia. Also, I lived uh, six months in Bali and then uh, in Singapore for about 21 years. About three years ago, I decided to move back to Europe and um, I am based now in Barcelona in Spain and I'm very happy to be here with you and share my story. Uh, Actually, I already shared my story almost 10 years ago, in 2008 in fact, uh, in May 2008, uh, my first book, uh, Stella's Mom Gets a Groove Back, a true story, came out in Singapore where I was living with my husband and with my girl. uh, who at the time was uh, about 17. And now um, I'm uh, on the way of publishing the second book, uh, probably will be in the second part of next year. I have uh, several other projects to attend first. And uh, yes, I'm here to tell you a bit uh, of what brings me joy in my life today. It brings me joy to work as a life coach, as a wellness coach, as a trainer of communication. I teach people to communicate better um, between the body and the mind and with others. And uh, I specialize in well-being in four dimension, in communication in four dimension. And yes, I do work also with organizations uh, and globally. I work globally today before i mainly work in in the area where i was at, which means uh, singapore malaysia indonesia brunei thailand uh, hong kong when i was going a bit more upper in asia in the in north asia north part of asia my story is um, is a story which as i said i described in the book uh, It's a story that starts with um, a lot of sadness, a lot of hurt, um, abandonment, rejection, uh, (laughs) betray, yes, and and then end up to be a life of joy uh, today at the age of 55, a life uh, where I get up in the morning uh, and I feel happy no matter what is around, no matter if the weather is cloudy or if it's rainy or snowing, um, no matter if um, mom calls me or my daughter neglects me sometimes because she's so busy living in London and, and working in London, um, no matter if my friends are there for me or they cannot be there because they are busy with their lives, my life today is joy. And yes, I was able, um, with a lot of willingness, commitment, courage, to, how can I say, to transform, really. The word is transform what negative uh, came into my life when I was a child uh, and an adolescent, and a young woman as well. Uh, And yes, transforming it into something to be joyful about because all I had to go through made me stronger, made me wiser and gave me really that sense of strength, of loving strength within that, that I love to share today with others. I am a visionary, a storyteller <laughs> and and so for me it's not that difficult to improvise my story now. I, didn't, I don't have a write-up, I don't have a draft. I'm simply you know, looking in front of me <laughs> and, and saying what, what it comes out and what I think uh, can inspire others uh, to take their life in the hands and do something useful about it, instead of just living a life in autopilot without asking sometimes why. Why am I doing this? Why am I on that? Why do I have an interest for that? I think the why is a very, very important question, basic and important, but too many times we forget about asking why. So when I was um, about 37, I found myself being a very abusive mother, physically, emotionally, verbally with my daughter, who was only, you know, four or five years old. And I started already when she was younger, when she was one, and we were, me and her alone in Miami, in a club, mad, having a nice holiday. I realized I was repeating a pattern. I realized I was revisiting my past through my relationship with my daughter, my past as a child, of course, but in this case, I was becoming the mother, I was becoming the aggressor, and my daughter was the victim. And and I decided uh, to become responsible and own my own responsibility and ask for help. So I did. And I went to see a counsellor and I was about 37. I was living in Singapore at that time. My counsellor was from New Zealand, a beautiful woman, Marilyn Shear. And, and she guided me through um, a journey of self-awareness which is what most I promote today uh, among my clients, among my followers, among the people that love me and, and they are around me. Because to become self-aware is so important. To educate ourselves about who we are, where do we come from, why we do certain things, why we choose certain behavior, is so relevant to have a life of joy. I don't even say success for for people, for some people success is important, results are important, money is important, power is important. For me, what is important is having joy in my heart. So, throughout that journey, I of course uh, discovered things and many were not so so nice. Yes, there was pain to be faced, I have to be honest. But there was a path of joy after. And and my journey of transformation, which is described also in my book, is, um, is a journey that still continues today because I believe we are like onions and we just have to peel the layers every now and then, going more and more at the center. Today my life is driven by the center of me, the part of me that can observe, that can notice, that can be truly aware and and see when the universe is sending signs, when the universe is sending me gifts and I have to be grateful, uh, when the universe is touching my shoulder and says, Elisabeta, you have to sit down now, relax and allow things to happen because it's not all about making them happen. Yes, That journey really changed the perception of what happened in my childhood. And it was a long journey. I mean, we're talking about 20 years now, Uh, 35, 36, (laughs) 55. I encountered many people, many paths, I crossed many paths. Um, I was lucky enough to study and train myself everywhere in the world. Uh, I was based in Singapore and I went to Australia, I went to America, I went to Italy, I went to other part of Asia to, to be trained and I was also trained in Singapore. I got my master in counselling first and then I turned out to be a coach and a trainer. And today I see myself as someone who can inspire, that's more than a motivator. Though people see me motivating when I go on the stage and I speak, I believe myself... I believe that my 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 soul is about my purpose is about inspiring which is uh, about being before preaching living myself the life that I love everybody could live a life a life of joy and I don't know what else I could say uh, but I might say that the result of this journey are amazing I recovered the relationship with my daughter and I held my daughter while she was growing up and still having the damages of her childhood with me I helped her to become the young woman that she is now at 26 um a wonderful soul as well um I I saw miracles in my life um I recovered <laughs> and that happens really recently the the joy um, to have a mother uh, With my mother, the relationship was very, very difficult since I was a little girl. And it went on to be very difficult until a few months ago. And then this year, something really happened, a miracle, and my mother really shifted. But I believe she shifted because I shifted first. I went deeper in working at a, another layer of my life, which needed to be recognized and processed. Yes, I lost my family in the meantime, so I'm divorced. My husband decided to leave the family in 2010, uh, beginning of 2011, and that was really dramatic. I lost my family, and in the past seven, eight years, I learned how to live alone. No matter how forgiveness is in my heart, And um, not only forgiveness, I ask for forgiveness because in the breaking down of my relationship, there was a big part of me that was playing. So on my side, I ask for forgiveness. And I I am on the way of uh, restoring a relationship with my ex-husband, at least on a friendly level, as I would like to, because I know our children can really be happy when they see and they go through the drama and the pain of a broken family. But when they eventually they can see the parents recovering the foundation of friendship, and be there for them, uh, united. All this gives me joy today. And all this is what I thought it could be helpful to share in this podcast with you. So I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you got a little bit, just a little bit aspire, inspire, this is already enough, uh, let's keep on inspiring each other because people around me inspire me, I need that too, so uh, be there for me too <laughs> thank you very much
3: I'm quite nervous about talking about this today, but I don't think it's going to be much of a problem. Hopefully not anyway. So just sorry if I stutter a bit. It's just nerves. (laughs) But yeah, I just want to talk about today that you don't always need to know where you're going from from the get go. Because I know some people, they just they have a habit of just going oh I know what to do and like from primary school which in America I think that would probably be like elementary maybe but yeah from that age they're just kind of like oh I want to be a vet or I want to be a a lawyer or you know just anything like that so sometimes kids even make up like the darndest things and uh, they really get to it like some kid like um, I mean an example is that someone could say they want to be an astronaut, and they do, and they do end up getting there. But sometimes it isn't always that easy. I mean, when I was in school, I went from being a I wanting to be a librarian, wanting to be a vet, well, wanting to be a vet didn't uh, to now to be a great idea after I find it, found out what they really did. It's not that it's a bad thing what they do, I really... You know, it's really I really support what they do. Every day, it's a lot of hard work, but it's just not something I could find myself doing. So I got to college, and even at that point, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I mean, at the end of school, my last year, year eleven, I just didn't have a clue. I wanted to do something which was meaningful to other people, but I didn't know exactly what. So one thing I would suggest to people is just to go and try something because what I did they was uh, they were running taster sessions in my co- in my college on well, various campuses, like Avon and Port Albert, and also just around, there, around my area. So I took one in psychology and we ended up doing this test. I can't quite remember what it was now. I think it was to do with life events. But I just found it really interesting and f- from that point I just went, right, this, this is what I want to do. And it kind of stayed with me, like I finished my college education now, which I'm, oh, I'm so glad of. I have made a few mistakes along the way, mind, my first year. I did, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, I'll just wing this. Because I, because I did this almost the same in my GCSEs, yeah, don't do that. I ended up getting not very good grades, mainly D's in my um, exams. Not that it's anything to be bad about It's just that I didn't really put any effort into things that I felt passionate about. And I shouldn't have really done that. But I made up for it in my second year. I resat my exams and I ended up getting a B and two C's. So that was good. And I ended up getting into uni where I honestly, I think that's something really good that people should do because there's just so much, there's just... What I'm trying to say is that there's so much out there that you've just got to try and experience what you really want to pick out what you really want and there's not really a time limit for doing that. You know, You've got your whole life to do it and you don't have to learn it straight away. I mean... I didn't really until my second year of college because even though I went in there and I was just like right this is what I want to do I did have times where I was just like am I really that fussed on it do I is that what I really want to do but then I'd go and I'd walk around my town and I'd just be looking at different things and I'd be thinking about things which I didn't really realize before like how things change in the world and how it's interesting to really see that change and how society changes over time. And that just it really kind of struck something, and I was just like, right, I'm going to continue this, and I'm going to continue to make sure that the changes that we all see in the world are better. Because I know that recently there's been a lot to to do with mental health, like there's mental health um, diagnoses rising, Uh, i've got that myself i've got anxiety which is why it's kind of hard to record something like this but doing best because i really just want to get the message out to you guys that nothing really is impossible there's something that my dad says he says nothing is impossible just difficult and that's a really good thing in my opinion because You can just, you can go out and do anything, and yeah, that it might be a bit difficult, but it isn't impossible. I mean, I'm coming up to my exams now in uni. I've got two exams this semester and four next semester. I haven't really been good with exams, but I'm going to think positively on it and just think that, well, what I can do is what I can do. And if not, there's always going to be another way around it. And that's another thing that, uh, I want to talk about nothing's impossible it's just difficult you've got to put a positive light on things and you can't really say that you can't do something if you haven't tried it because if there's something you want to do I mean there's only a certain amount of time in the world and you've just got to live it to the best you can and help as many people as you can because they'll really appreciate it at the end of the day it- And I mean, it depends on what you want to do. But whatever job you do, you're going to be helping someone. Like even if it's helping their pet or helping someone to do with their reading or just anything. That's the only things I can think of right now. But yeah, I'm just really, I really hope that I've gotten a message through to you that um, even though this podcast episode thing is all over the place... The one thing that I want you to, that I want to stay with you is that nothing is impossible, just difficult. You will have ups and downs. Everybody does. I mean, I, I'm in the house. I'm a carer for my brother. And I also do things around the house for my mother. So I know how it is to do a lot of To be very actively involved in other people's lives while trying to maintain your own. I mean, that's a struggle in itself, especially with exams and things. But like everyone else, we just do what we can and we ask for help when we need it. Because the uni I know now has a broad range of support and I've, I've been using that... As and when I need to, because I've learnt that you can't stop yourself from... You can't deprive yourself from asking for help. Especially when you need it. I think that's partly one of the reasons I got into psychology in the first place. Because so many people just aren't... People just aren't being there for others when they need it. And it's sad to think of that. So I just want to be someone that the people can talk to when when they need it most and it's kind of it kind of brings me some sort of joy thinking of that because you know just seeing someone happy at the end of the day it just brings a lot of joy in my life and I suppose that's part of the reason why I'm making a, an episode on here on this podcast because it really is about seeking the joy but there are two questions Coming to the end of what I've been saying now, there's two questions that Sydney asked me to answer, and I will answer that. So the first one is, what have you learned about yourself from sharing your story? And honestly, it's a lot. It means that I can do more than I thought that I could. I have learned that I can do it, and it's the same for many of you. A lot of people can do it if you really try. I mean, I've, I've been sitting here for 10 minutes going, right, what have I got to say? What, what am I going to say? Am I going to stutter? But the best thing to go about it is just not to panic, not to worry. Just do it. Try your best. And that's all you can do. All you can do is your best. So I've learnt that I have more confidence than I thought that I did. And that I'm capable of maybe a little bit more than I thought I was before. Which is good. I hope that you all throughout these episodes that uh, that Sydney's making and involving other people in that you learn the same things. But yeah. And the second question is, what is your biggest dream? And since I was about probably 16, 17, I've had this image in my head of going to my work as a psychologist and helping people out in the day. And just really working through their problems and making their lives better. And then going home and having some time just to work on drawing and writing. Because I love to write. I mean, I've been writing short stories since I was a little kid. And it's just something I'm really passionate about doing. Something I really love to do. So just being able to have a job that I enjoy. And also being able to help people in the day. As well as going home then. working on hobbies in the night and maybe even making something out of it who knows I mean the world's your oyster it's just that is kind of the pinnacle of you know the way I want to live my life and that's that's really good I think but something else one more thing also that I want my family to be as healthy and just as happy as they can because we're all working together to make the best life possible for each other and I hope that continues but yeah thanks for listening guys I'm sorry if uh, my stuttering bugged you a little bit but it just goes to show that sometimes you can do more than you think you can thank you this is seek the joy podcast the power
0: of storytelling Join us. Share your story. For more information and to get involved, visit SeekTheJoyPodcast.com. This series airs the third week of every month. And make sure to join us for Seek the Joy Tuesday. Until then, thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your bravery. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for being here. And thank you for listening.